the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, I used to be a liberal, too. They use it to push a far-left political agenda in this country that is not only destroying our schools and damaging our kids, but is destroying and damaging our culture. Based on faulty premises. How did this happen? And I just think it's, again, it's a part of the decline of all things that were once rather sacred, but we ha- we are having our young people absolutely indoctrinated in both public education and higher education. Correct the record of what is truth and what is fiction. God's seed has a root structure that's incorruptible and you might not see green for many years. Yep, I used to be a liberal too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still, still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news, articles, and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to read my articles on the American Family Association blog, The Stand, at lifesitenews.com, at wnd.com, and elsewhere out on the web. And be sure to check out all our resources for parents who might want to be watchful about the culture's influence on our kids. And you can learn more right on our website, admissionamerica.com. Did you know that being patriotic may be becoming the new definition of racism? That's right. And of course, that would make holidays like the 4th of July, Memorial Day, President's Day, and of course, Columbus Day, racist holidays. How long before all these holidays, including the 4th of July, are on the chopping block? And I am not kidding. Uh, You can see this as well as I can. It could actually happen. If you're like me, you are looking at the coming school year then and wondering what in the world will our kids be taught? Well, here to talk with me about our entire culture and what it may be going on, where our country seems to be heading, is Tyler O'Neill. Tyler is the senior editor at PJ Media and a well-known commentator whose columns have appeared in the Daily Signal, Christian Post, National Review, and he's appeared on numerous talk shows, including Tucker Carlson and many and many others. He's also the author of a new book, Making Hate Pay, The Corruption of the Southern Poverty Law Center. Welcome back to Mission America Radio, Tyler. Hey, thanks, Linda. Glad to be here. Well, you've been diligently writing and tracking on PJ Media the events of recent weeks, and uh, you've covered the turmoil as America seems to be 
imploding, actually, uh, although we hope perhaps it's all a bad dream. Um, as I've said in numerous programs, friends and listeners, I want you to know, uh, numerous programs and commentaries, we are very supportive of racial harmony here at Mission America. And as Christians, I believe we are all one race, the human one. So that's a very basic, basic thing here. But I have been asking people to be really, really cautious about the agenda of Black Lives Matter and the emerging, what is being called the cancel culture. What are some of the things you are seeing, Tyler, that bother you the most? <laughs> well, <laughs> where, where to start, right? <laughs> yeah. So I think uh, the things that really bother me the most, there, there are three large uh, movements that we're seeing right now. Uh, there are the riots, the looting and the vandalism. Uh, well, let's, let's say the riots from after the death of George Floyd, the vandalism, the attacking of statues, and the cancel culture. And I think each of them, each of them really worries me for different reasons. And the biggest one that constantly makes me the most terrified and just angry to hear about it as it, as it happens are all the people who are getting killed in these violent riots. So, you know, you have these, these riots and these people are saying, look, George Floyd was killed because of racism. You have institutional racism. There's this Black Lives Matter movement, and we need to stand up for all black lives. And if you don't protest, if you don't speak up, if you don't you know, change the name of your sports team, then you're taking part in this institutional racism that's endangering black lives. But at the same time, you have these horrible riots that have spread across the United States. And these riots have taken the lives of at least 22 people, the vast majority of them are black. And some of the specific black people who died in these riots include retired police chief David Dorn, who was killed by looters who were breaking into a pawn shop, and he was defending the pawn shop, and that's why he got killed. Uh, Chris Beatty, who is Mr. Indianapolis, who was trying to help two women who were being mugged, and he got shot in the riots. And then Italia Marie Kelly was trying to leave a protest, a Black Lives Matter protest, that was part of these George Floyd protests and riots. And she got shot and killed while she was trying to leave. And then the one that really stands out to me is Sequoia Taylor, who is an eight-year-old girl who was fatally shot as her mother attempted to park a car near a group of protesters close to the Wendy's where Rayshard Brooks had been killed by police. And so you have this movement that claims to be standing for black lives, but it seems like to them black lives only matter when they're taken by a white police officer. And that's exactly the point that John Ayala, whose grandson, uh, Davin McNeil, was shot dead on the 4th of July in a you know, black and black on black crime spree that's kind of coming up because we're seeing police pull back because they're being demonized in these riots and by the Black Lives Matter movement. And this guy, John Ayala, he just really hit the nail on the head. Uh, he said, everybody is just saying they're just tired, tired of the shootings in the community. We've been protesting for months, for weeks 
saying Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter, it seems like, only when a police officer shoots a black person. What about all the black-on-black crime that's happening in the community? And when Don Lemon was asked about this by black actor Terry Crews, why the Black Lives Matter movement doesn't care about black-on-black crime, he said that dead black children are just not what the Black Lives Matter movement is about. And I found that particularly (laughs) revealing and terrifying and really blood boiling. It it really is. And, uh, you know, there's the the narrative that came out right away from Minneapolis that the riots and looting were the work of white supremacists. Uh, And that continues to be out there, Tyler. What do you how do you respond to that? I, I think that there may be the occasional lone wolf person who's jumped into the fray. Uh, I think there were a couple in California that were identified as possibly being connected to some. Uh, one was, a, I think, it, almost like a, an, an Islamic a related uh, Islamic uh, uh, terror group. I'm not totally sure about that. But the other was uh, had white nationalist uh, a background uh, in that. But other than that, there have been it's this is all uh, the left, the far left, Antifa, uh, Black Lives Matter and people related to them. Isn't that what you're seeing? Yeah. So what we're seeing, you know, there, there are these riots across America and there's also vandalism. And there there's been discussion. And I think it's it's not entirely false that you have a few uh, radical you know, extremists who would consider themselves on the right or groups like the FPLC would say they're on the right. These people like the Boogaloo movement that want to uh, want to start a civil war in America. And they're terrifying and need to be condemned, but they're definitely the, the tiniest sliver of a minority. You're seeing mostly Antifa, uh, Black Lives Matter people, you know those those on the extreme left. Now, of course, most of the most of the protesters were peaceful, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that they didn't break into riots in many of these cases. And I think, for the most part, it was far left agitators pushing the violence. And occasionally, you see once or twice. You know, the case the the horrific death of Patrick Underwood, who was a federal officer killed at a U.S. courthouse in Oakland. Uh, people mm-hmm. have arrested. Uh, someone who and charged him with attempted murder, and he's allegedly part of the far-right extremist Boogaloo movement. But I think what you're seeing is this movement on the left, uh, especially spearheaded by the Southern Poverty Law Center, uh, which I wrote that that book about. Uh, the Southern Poverty Law Center has descended, carried water for Antifa. And actually, when when President Trump came out and said that, you know, Antifa should be regarded as a terrorist group because of these destructive and deadly riots, the SPLC came out and said it would be dangerous and unjust to call them a terrorist group. Oh, wow. And, yeah. You know, this is this is the Antifa that has inspired, you know, the the case last year when Willem Van Sponsen threw incendiary devices at an ICE detention center in Tacoma, Washington. You know, police fired back and killed him, but it was a situation where he ignited a car, he tried to get a propane tank to explode, he self-identified as Antifa. The local Antifa group 
uh, praised him as a martyr to the cause, and he was trying to blow up an ICE detention center. And you think, well, okay, they think that ICE is, you know, concentration camps. AOC has kind of suggested that they should be thought of like the Nazi concentration camps. Uh, but if you were to blow up an ICE detention center, you would kill immigrants. Like, right. yeah. these, these Antifa people don't seem to realize, like, you know, if you're attacking our, our institutions and tearing things down, you're doing damage to everybody in the society. You're not just, you know, taking out the man or whatever. Right, like, right. This is yeah. dangerous. Right. And, and it's pretty obvious that they're trying to just stir up trouble. Uh, you know, when you have people that want to defund the police, that Black Lives Matter are a far left radical group that wants to defund the police, among a whole range of other things they, they stand for, which Christians should back away from like crazy. They really are not helpful. They are, they are hurting the situation. We had Hawk Newsom, one of a New York uh, Black Lives Matter representative, who said that if we, they didn't get what they wanted, they would burn the system down and start over. I mean, if that's not calling for or justifying violence, and along with defunding the police, uh, you've got innocents that are being that are being killed. These children, the one in Atlanta, didn't someone in Atlanta say? I'm not sure if they were related to Black Lives Matter. Try to blame that on Donald Trump. Wasn't that the case? Yeah. So you you have at the same time this this large group of people who are saying, "Oh, Donald Trump is exacerbating or causing these riots." Yes, right. Because he's calling for law and order. Uh, the Portland mayor. Of all people, the mayor of Portland tried to blame the riots on Donald Trump when, you know, his city is being racked by Antifa rioters who burned down a statue of an elk, I guess, because it was just a statue. And, you know, they, they've been they shot fireworks at the courthouse trying to burn it down on the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. And it's like. These Antifa people have been around for years, and he hasn't done anything about it. And yet now he says, oh, it's Donald Trump's fault. Right, like, right. No, Donald Trump has been saying he wants law and order. He wants the restoration of things. Donald Trump right. did not support the horrific police killing of George Floyd. He immediately condemned that and said he launched an FBI investigation. It's like, come on, people. We are all agreed as a society that George Floyd should not have been killed, especially in that horrible manner. It doesn't matter that he, you know, had a, a questionable record in the past. You know, he also helped promote the gospel in some situations like the guy should not have been killed. And it was a clear cut case. It may or may not have been racism. Two of the people, two of the policemen who stood by while Derek Chauvin killed George Floyd, you know, were were minorities themselves. One of them was right. black and one of them was Asian. It's like this should not necessarily be a race issue. We should all be angry about the death of George Floyd and justice is coming. All right. four it of those is. guys got got arrested. Like, right. Yeah, we, we are we are we are overreacting, but it seems as though these folks were ready, ready for this kind of a situation. It was they were waiting for the opportunity. Uh, we're going to have to take a break here, folks. We are talking with Tyler O'Neill. 
who is a senior editor at PJ Media, writing lots of great articles, but also he is the author of a, a new book that just came out a few months ago, Making Hate Pay, The Corruption of the Southern Poverty Law Center. And you know, if you listen to our program, how I, uh, I feel about them. We'll talk about that a little bit when we come back. This is Linda Harvey on Mission America Radio. Stay with us. We will be right back after these messages. Don't go away. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. We're talking today about a big question. Is patriotism now racist? We're talking with Tyler O'Neill, who writes for uh, PJ Media. He's senior editor there, and he's also written a great book called Making Hate Pay, The Corruption of the Southern Poverty Law Center. And before I uh, bring Tyler back in, we're going to talk about the SPLC. You know, full disclosure, Mission America is on the Southern Poverty Law Center's hate list, which is grossly unfair. We don't hate anyone. We object to certain ungodly behaviors um, that are unhealthy and high risk. And uh, But if people can change from uh, homosexual behavior or transgenderism, we know lots of former folks in, for, that were in those lifestyles, and we don't hate anybody. And uh, so, uh, Tyler, uh, you've written this great book, and it just it tells all kinds of uh, interesting background about SPLC. First of all, let's just get it out there right now. How do people get that book if they want to get a copy? Yeah, so you can find it on Amazon, you know, everywhere where great books are sold. Uh, search Making Hate Pay on Amazon, and it is the first result. Uh, we also have many links to it from PJ Media. So. Okay, great. Now, you know, recently there was, you know, speaking of uh, violence, it was the, I believe, fourth anniversary of uh, a shooting at the Pulse nightclub in Orlando, which was a predominantly homosexual bar. And uh, the Southern Poverty Law Center had much to say about that. You wrote about their reaction uh, to this. Uh, they're still saying this was a, you know, a hate crime against the LGBTQ agenda and there's not much evidence of that is that the way the way that goes in fact there's zero evidence of that uh, there's there's strong evidence against it so you know four years ago uh, a radical islamic terrorist opened fire at the Pulse nightclub killing 49 people and wounding 53 others uh, he pledged allegiance to the islamic state during that attack and later we learned that his plan was to go after Disney World and shoot everyone. And he didn't even search for gay nightclubs. He just searched for nightclubs in the area. So this man was not intending to kill members of the LGBT community. This was not a, quote-unquote, anti-LGBT hate crime. This was a radical Islamic terrorist attack, and we know that. And yet the SPLC this year you know, continues to blame it on quote-unquote, anti-LGBTQ hate groups, uh, you know, like, like you. Yeah, right. Like, Here we are. You know, Alliance Defending Freedom, which has won nine cases of the Supreme Court since right. 2011. Uh, like the Ruth Institute, uh, 
uh, like the Family Research Council, which actually was attacked, uh, you know, a, a would-be terrorist tried to shoot up the Family Research Council in 2012, thanks to the SPLC's hate group accusation. So right. the SPLC took an event that had nothing to do with, you know, what whatever actual yes, you know, right? Whatever actual, actual animus against LGBT people, which right. you know you don't share, which FRC and ADF don't share. Like what what we're talking about here is three degrees of separation. You mm-hmm. have a radical Islamic terrorist attack. It was carried out in the name of the Islamic State, being, but then because it was carried out at a gay nightclub, the SPLC says, oh, this is an example of anti-LGBT hate. And they found one church where the pastor praised the shooting. And of course, anyone who had praised this kind of horrific terror attack is disgusting. And, you know, that person deserves perhaps to be right. on the SPLC's hate group list. Maybe right. there's one actual anti-LGBT hate group in America, and it's this guy. But the right. SPLC wasn't monitoring this quote-unquote anti-LGBT hate group. They they found him after the attack, and then they listed him as an anti-LGBT hate group, including him on lists that have FRC, ADF, you guys, the Ruth Institute, for totally ridiculous reasons. Mm-hmm. And right. Right. then it's, they it's... said, oh, this was an example of all the LGBT, anti-LGBT hate groups coming together and supporting this attack. And it's like, right. no. no. <laughs> right. And, and they have been play. spreading false, they've been spreading falsehoods like this guilt by association for 20, at least 20 years. And um, so, you know, the, the issue becomes then, you know, what I'm seeing now, let me just tell you my, my thought about this entire where we're at now is that we're seeing this current hypersensitivity about motives of racism. And then they tie this into things like all the other left-wing agendas, um, the LGBT, pro-abortion, all of this. But it comes together for me in a move that wants to eradicate our heritage, our history, all of our cultural norms, uh, even including biology, the anti, you know, standing up against, you know, transgenderism, transgender treatments for children, for instance. This is going to be racist. You know, I, I am very concerned that all of this, which has been developing and being promoted to our kids in school, where we're getting that what you've described as and others have described as the cancel culture, we're going to have nothing but propaganda in many of our schools. Do, would you agree to that? And we have about a minute. Uh, we've used up so much time. <laughs> it's so great to talk to you. You're so full of information. But what do you think about that, Tyler? Yeah. So the SPLC has been pushing this in schools, and yeah, it's it's seriously dangerous, and we have to be combating it as much as we possibly can. So if you hear that your school or your library or something is hosting the SPLC, is trusting the SPLC, send them a copy of my book. Let them know that this is a horrifically corrupt group, that they don't care when somebody goes on a shooting spree against an organization. They falsely brand a hate group. They're still going to call that group a hate group, even though it has led to this kind of attack. And yes, the SPLC condemned that attack, but they still list FRC as an anti-LGBT hate group, 
and they still connect that horrific slanderous label to the Ku Klux Klan. So yes. they're engaged in routine defamation, and we have to hold them accountable. We absolutely do. So tell us one more time where to get your book. Yeah, so search on Amazon.com for Making Hate Pay, The Corruption of the Southern Poverty Law Center. Uh, just those three words, Making Hate Pay, should bring it up. Uh, and follow me on uh, PJ Media, Facebook, Twitter. I'm okay. actually working on another book now about the riots and about the generational moves that Wonderful. we're seeing in the culture. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Tyler O'Neill. Folks, be very discerning. Remember, racism is wrong, but some of these folks that say they're standing for racism look much more closely at what they actually stand for and the results they're producing. But don't lose hope. Just remember that with God, all things are still possible. Have a great day. 